Welcome to the Amazing Moms Podcast, a podcast to motivate and encourage moms of special needs and medically complex children. Hi, my name is Crystal, and welcome to episode number 21 of our podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about our recent visit to Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World, Florida. Our visit was on June 21st, and this information was current as of that date when we visited the park. I always do like to mention to everyone that things do change quickly at Disney and that some policies are not the same uh, week to week or month to month. So depending on when you're listening to this podcast, some things may be different than they were when we visited the park on June 21st, 2022. So I want to go back a little bit. If you listened to last week's episode, you will know that we were staying at Disney's Pop Century Resort, which is one of the value resorts on Disney property. And we had four people booked in the room, but my older daughter was actually staying with my sister, which she only lives about 10 minutes, 15 minutes from Pop Century. Um, So it was really just three of us that were actually using the room. So if you wanted some information about Pop Century and how our stay was there, you could check out last week's episode, which was episode number 20. Also, I'm going to be talking a little bit about the Disability Access Service or DAS that Disney provides. And I also had done a podcast on that back on episode number three that had some information about how to use the system and how to apply for the system. And um, again, that information was most up to date when I recorded and also when I'm recording today. But again, things do change. So you may want to check the website for additional information. Okay, so we were, again, staying at Pop Century. And The hours for Magic Kingdom that day, I believe early entry for resort guests began at 8.30, and then for everyone else, it started at 9. Um, And we decided, since we were on property, we were going to actually try to take advantage of it. The temperatures in the morning were slated to be pretty low, like in the mid-70s, which is great weather for autumn, but we knew we would not be able to stay there for very long, because once the hotter part of the day came, either we have to find air conditioning for her, or we just have to go back to the room or go swimming or something else. She can't really regulate her body temperature. She doesn't seem to sweat to cool her body down. So we have to be really careful with her in extreme temperatures, which Florida in June or Florida in any part of the summer can be extreme temperatures. Um, People will often say, you know, how can you go to Disney with a child with heat intolerance? But one great thing about Disney is there are so many air conditioned places that we are always able to find a place to keep her cool. We actually can visit Disney 10 times easier than we can Hershey Park, which is near us in Pennsylvania, or even our local zoo, because those places have so few air-conditioned spots that trying to keep her cool is almost impossible. So we generally only visit those places when it's cooler or in the evenings maybe in the summer when it's not quite so hot or when we know we're only going to be there for a short time. But at Disney, and especially because we're so familiar with Disney and we know pretty much exactly where we are, um, it's pretty easy for us to make sure she stays cool, or at least we try to make sure she stays cool. I think one of the trickiest things can be when you're going from like your car into the park, you know, especially at Magic Kingdom, because when you're driving to Magic Kingdom, it takes a pretty long time to get from your car over to where the ferry boat or the monorail is located, and then into the park itself. So I'd say that's probably the longest, usually, that it takes for us to get 
to air conditioning if we need it. And again, I'm not a real big fan of the heat, so those really hot days are not my favorite to go anyway. As you know, we go to Disney pretty frequently, um, so we really just kind of hit our favorites. We're pretty relaxed about everything. If you've listened to my prior pet podcast on when we visited Magic Kingdom a few months ago, we pretty much like have our to-dos that we want to do and everything else is bonus. So we're not stressing ourselves out about what we need to do. We kind of just try to have fun. So anyway, back to at Pop Century, we decided since we were on property and because like I just mentioned, parking at Magic Kingdom in your personal vehicle is pretty much a pain. We do use medical parking because we do have the placard, but once we have that, you have to like walk under this underpass, go through security, then choose to either take the really big ferry boat or the monorail, which by the way, if you choose the monorail, it's up really big inclines. And as autumn gets bigger and heavier, she is really hard to push up those hills, especially in the heat. So I do want to mention that, you know, the ferry boat is a little more flat. It may not be air conditioned, but when you're going, it has this nice cool breeze as you're traveling anyway. But we chose to take the bus since we were on property and because we wanted the early hours and we thought, hey, we'll just hop over on the bus. We're only going to be there for like one or two hours. We'll dash something before we leave. We're going to go back. We're going to relax. I wanted to go visit my dad who's in a nursing home in Florida. Um, wanted to see him. And, and then I said, you know, it, it was a Tuesday. I also wanted to see my brother. And then I was like, we're going to come back and then we'll go back to Magic Kingdom. They were open until 11 p.m. It's cooler in the evening. Sometimes you'll get, not sometimes, but a lot of times in the summer, you'll get that pour down rain and then the cooler temperatures follow it after a really hot day. So we waited in line. When we got out to the bus stop, it was about 7.30. So that gave us about an hour before rope rope drop, but it was a really long line. So we were directed with her medical stroller, which she can use on the bus. It does have the transports. It's a conveyed rodeo um, tilt in space. And we were directed to the regular line. And then they said once we got up closer, then they would be veering us off into the Um, accessibility line where the ECVs, which are like the electric wheelchairs and the other wheelchairs, they have their own separate line because they can only take a few of those on each bus. I know often people who are not in wheelchairs or not traveling with someone who needs accessibility, I think they often think that we get pushed to the front of the line or we have it easier. But a lot of times we will find ourselves waiting much longer because the space that they have for ECVs and wheelchairs is so small. Most of their buses can only take two of those at a time. So if you have three or four people, which is not uncommon at Disney, there are lots and lots of ECVs in use in Disney, um, then you are definitely going to be waiting longer than if you were just in the regular line. So when we finally, we were probably in the bus line about 25 minutes. It did run very quickly. They had a lot of buses coming by. I will note that at Pop Century, they're no longer running buses to Epcot or to Hollywood Studios. They want you to take the Skyliner instead. I'm pretty sure the buses only run if the weather is bad and the Skyliner is not operating. So they were bringing buses rather quickly, but some of the buses were like the Magical Express type mirrors buses, the kind of buses that you would kind of like go on tour that have bathrooms in the back. And those really are not accessible. I know they have a few because we had used Magical Express in the past We had to request a special bus that had the wheelchair lift and then you could use it, but most of these do not. So we had to wait for one of the buses, one of the regular Disney buses to take us to Magic Kingdom. 
Um, so we got there probably right around 8.30 by the time we waited. Again, it did take us a little longer to get through the bus line than I expected. And then we went through security and I had done everything I normally do. I took my extra battery charger, um, you know, how you have like a little power pack, plus our phones. I had taken those all out and put them out where they could see them. I took everything out of the bag that I thought might make it go off, but it still went off anyway. And the bag check line was pretty long. So there were probably at least four or five people ahead of me getting their bags checked. And then they didn't want to just check one of the bags. They wanted to check all the bags. And because there's medical stuff in there, you know, they want to know if there's anything sharp. And in the end, it went fine. It was good. You know, it was not really a problem. But despite my best efforts to not get tagged and have to go through the extra security measure, I did have to go. But again, I always remind myself that's what keeps us safe and that's okay with me. So we did have to renew our DAS, um, even though we're season pass holders or annual pass holders, they're usually only good for 60 days and it had been more than 60 days since our last visit to the parks. So we went to, to City Hall, which when you're coming through the gates of Magic Kingdom is to the left. And they actually came out to meet us before we actually went up the wheelchair ramp and we told them what we needed to do and we were directed to the building next to it. This is one of the most empty I have seen the DAS at any time in the times that I've been visiting. I'm thinking that the video DAS has actually really helped to alleviate the wait time if you're doing it in person. So again, if you listen to my prior episode, you can do a DAS ahead of time and they will actually help you set up some extra Um, things ahead of time, like some extra, I want to call them fast passes, but they're not, they're return times and you can get those ahead of time. But we had chosen not to do that. I really didn't have time to like wait for a long video interview. It really wasn't that important to us. We just wanted to get the DAS. One of the most important things for us is making sure we get the stroller as a wheelchair tag so that she can stay in her stroller all the way up to the ride itself. And it carries all of her medical equipment So that makes it a little easier for us rather than having to park the stroller and stroller parking. So we were in and out really quickly. We were the only people in there. They updated the people in our party who were going to be with us this trip. Um, You can only have six people, including the DAS holder, ride the ride at a time. Now, when it used to be where you would go to the ride and they would set it up for you, a lot of the cast members would say if you had a seventh person, they would do it for you. But now that you do it through the My Disney Experience app, there's not like a workaround. So I'm not sure if you went to a cast member and asked if they would allow you to do that. We didn't have any reason to. We always had either six or less people or a couple times we had eight, but we just, two people just chose not to ride. Um, So that's something to keep in mind when you're making your passes. So also, as I mentioned in my last DAS episode, as soon as I had that DAS in, as soon as we walked out of City Hall, I put a DAS in for the mine train, the Seven Dwarfs mine train, because that was something that Autumn wanted to ride. So we had a return time of 60 minutes. At this point, it was probably close to 9 o'clock and 60 minutes. So we had a time for 9.56. So we knew that was going to be the last thing we could do because we figured by 10, 10.30, it was going to be starting to heat up and we really needed to get out of Magic Kingdom and get Autumn back to where it was going to be cool. I should note, though, that my older daughter decided to stay for solo time, and she had a great time at Magic Kingdom on her own. She basically stayed for the whole day until we came back and and closed the park at 11 when it got a little cooler. 
So once we had our DAS pass, we decided that we would do Fantasyland during the morning time. And the princesses Tiana and Rapunzel said they had a five-minute wait. And we actually hadn't visited princesses for a long time because with COVID, you would see some characters out and about, but you really couldn't meet them. So we thought Autumn would really enjoy getting some pictures. I like the pictures with the princesses. It shows how much growth that she's had when we compare year to year or trip to trip. So the line, the wait said five minutes, but it absolutely was not five minutes. It was definitely more like 25 minutes, although most of the wait was in the air conditioning. So that was nice. And when we got inside, there was no Rapunzel, who we were really excited to see. It was just Tiana, which we also love Tiana, but we were expecting to see both. So I do want to mention, you may want to ask a cast member if there really are two characters in there, um, because we definitely only had one even though the the marquee on the outside said it was going to be both um so after that we decided we were going to go ride the aerial ride in fantasy land and there was no wait for that we pretty much walked up it took us longer to walk up to the ride than to actually ride the ride as a lot of disney uh, rides are like that so when you're riding the aerial ride they will have you park your wheelchair or stroller right near the exit of the ride and then they take you on the exit they can slow or stop the ramp it's a moving walkway they can stop that and then we entered our clamshell which if you've ever been on haunted mansion it's very much like that so it's a continuously loading ride you can fit two or three people into each clamshell and this ride is just a lot of fun it tells the story of the little mermaid it's very colorful has a lot of good music and it's just kind of a slow ride, nothing thrilling about it, nothing scary at all, except maybe if your child is a little afraid of Ursula, there is a really big Ursula section in there. Um, but that was that was good. We walked right up, and then we decided we were going to go to Gaston's Tavern just to get a drink and to sit in the air condition for a little bit. So we shared like a cinnamon bun or cinnamon danish there and spent a little time while we were waiting for the mine train DAS to be ready. So as soon as it was ready, which was right around 10 o'clock, we rode the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Now, when you ride the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, you're when you have your DAS, you're entering through the lightning lane. So we went through the lightning lane. And then at a certain point when you're going through, when you're almost to the ride, they stop you. They will take the wheelchair or um, the, the medical stroller, ask you how many you have. And in this case, they asked us if we wanted to ride the front of the train or the back of the train. Of course, Autumn said she wanted to ride in the front. So we waited for our turn. We went to the front. If you've never been on the mine train before, it's like a swinging, very smooth, I call it like a kiddie coaster ride. There's nothing real thrilling about it. There's a nice scene at the end with Snow White um, dancing with the dwarves in the little cottage with the witch outside of the door, the evil queen outside of the door. And there's a really nice mine section with a lot of colorful gems. So again, it's not a real thrilling ride. Um, definitely fun. Probably one of our favorites. So then we knew we were going to be leaving. But before we left the park, I put a DAS in for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, which is probably Autumn's favorite Magic Kingdom ride. So that one usually has a long wait, but that is at the back of the park and it wasn't the area we were in. So we were DASing it so that when we came back later, we would be able to ride it. Now, when you make a DAS through the phone and it's a regular choice, it's not one of your pre-selected ones, you are free to come back anytime after the stated time. So I, I don't remember exactly what time we were supposed to come back. It was probably like 11 or 12, but we knew we weren't going to be in the park, but we knew as soon as we came back, we would be able to ride 
the mine train. I'm sorry, not the mine train. I still call it the mine train. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And so then we left my older daughter there and we headed back to the resort. So when we got back there and we were waiting for the bus, we were actually waiting for a while. And probably because most people are not leaving Magic Kingdom at 1030 in the morning. A lot of people are just getting there. And then finally a bus came up. But it was one of those motor coaches, like I talked about earlier, that really wasn't accessible. But we were the only people who were in line. So he, the driver was really nice and he got out and he said, hey, is there any way that folds up? If there is, then we can fold it and we can put it underneath the bus and then I can get you guys back to Pop Century now and you won't have to wait 20 minutes for another bus. So we were like, sure, that sounds great. So I just took everything off of the stroller, which really wasn't that much, folded it up and we put it underneath, there was plenty of space, and then we took that motor coach back to Pop Century. So we had, like I said, we had other things planned throughout the day. Autumn was able to sleep in the air conditioning. She usually takes a pretty long nap throughout the day. Um, She was able to do that, and then around 6.30, we returned to the park, and when we got there, there was no parking left in the handicap section, so we did park down a little bit. It wasn't terribly far, Um, But we, you know, it was definitely not in the medical parking usual area. And then as we entered the park, so we finally went through, we rode the ferry again, went through bag check again, much faster this time. And just as we were getting into the park, two of the very short parades were coming through. So we actually stopped to watch both of those. The second one had a whole lot of characters. It was a lot of fun, a lot of dancing, a lot of characters that I haven't seen since before COVID. So that was good. At this time, we went down to where the castle is and we took the exit of the hub that takes you right back to Adventureland and to Frontier, Frontierland. And we rode Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. So we headed back that way. And then as soon as we were done that, we put a DAS in for the Haunted Mansion, which that wait was only about 40 minutes. So in the meantime, while we were waiting for the Haunted Mansion to be ready, we took in the show at the Country Bear Jamboree. Another air-conditioned attraction, never usually a wait, and the wheelchair seating is in the front, so we're really close to the bears, which Autumn likes that. The one bear that comes from the ceiling, Trixie, she loves to see her um, as she's coming down and she's swinging. So that was a lot of fun. And once that was over, then we made our way over to the Haunted Mansion um, to ride the Haunted Mansion. That went through pretty quickly. They do have you park. They do end up taking the stroller before you go to the walkway. And then they have it waiting for you outside when you come off. Um, But it's not very far. If you've not been on the Haunted Mansion, there is a room first where wheelchairs are kind of asked to move to the right or off to the side. While everyone else is in the dead center of the room. And we are usually the last ones to leave that area. And then they will approach you as you're leaving and ask you if you're comfortable walking on the walkway. Autumn can walk a little bit. So usually we can leave the stroller there and walk all the way over. If she's having a particularly bad day, they do have another way that you can get on that actually is a little bit easier if you need to get a little closer to the ride vehicle to transfer. So after that... um, we went, to, we decided we were going to watch the new fireworks show. And so it was about an hour and 15 minutes before the actual fireworks show. And we went and we actually got a spot right in front of the castle, pretty close up. And we stayed there. We had some snacks while we were waiting for it to start. 
They did repeatedly ask people to move in and fill in space, but we ended up staying very close to the line. Didn't want to get pushed up toward the castle more, so we were able to kind of hold our spaces toward the back. If you've never watched the Disney fireworks before, I can tell you that it gets very crowded, and it gets very crowded with people who suddenly show up two minutes before the show or right as the show is starting. So you kind of have to stake your claim and fill your space because if the space is not filled, someone will definitely be there to fill the space. Um, so while we were watching the fireworks, we had already put a DAS in for Peter Pan, which is another favorite that Autumn likes. So we knew when the fireworks show was over that we were going to make our way back behind the castle to Fantasyland again to ride Peter Pan. Um, so after the fireworks were over, it was extremely difficult to get out of that area, which you would expect with that many people trying to move. And if you've ever tried to navigate with even a baby stroller at Magic Kingdom before, you know how difficult that can be with people moving in front of you. And with the wheelchair stroller, it is just as bad, except what's worse is it's really hard to navigate with that thing sometimes, even though it's a conveyed. It navigates pretty well, but in a crowd, it's a little tough. And as autumn has gotten heavier and that chair is heavier, I'm thinking it's at least 150 or 160 pounds. And people don't always realize that you can't stop on a dime. It's like pulling in front of a tractor trailer. You need time to stop. So when people walk in front of you, it's a little scary. It's like, I don't want to hit anybody, but um, getting out of there was a little bit tricky. But we did get out and we went to the back and we rode the Peter Pan ride um, that is also a moving walkway, so if you're needing some extra assistance, they can stop that for you. Again, those cars are constantly loading, but it is a slow-moving ride, so Peter Pan almost always has a pretty long wait, but it is a fun ride. Um, so after we did Peter Pan, we put a DAS in for Pirates, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, so we made our way to Pirates. Um, again, that went really quickly. There was hardly anybody there. It's another tip. If you're not interested in the fireworks, that's a great time to go riding rides. The wait times generally go down pretty well during those um, fireworks shows because everybody's watching the fireworks. And a lot of people do leave after the fireworks. So if the park is open to 11, like it was in this case, and the fireworks show was at 920, that gave us plenty of time after the fireworks to still ride a few rides. So after we rode the Pirates ride, which is a boat ride, you should note that um, ECVs are not allowed. The electric carts are not allowed. In the Pirates ride, they will ask you to trans transfer to a manual wheelchair. We've also had issues in the past where they wanted us to take everything off of our stroller because the stroller does actually go outside to get back to where it needs to be. Like they have to take the stroller from one side of the ride around the outside to the other. And I think just so they don't lose anything off of your stroller, if you have anything that's kind of loose or hanging, you definitely want to take that with you. Um, so after Pirates, we put in another DAS for Pooh for the Winnie the Pooh ride. And we went right over to there. Rode that pretty quickly. Also was not very crowded. Um, and then after that, the teacups are right next to it. Autumn really likes the teacups. So we got to ride the teacups. And then we realized we had just about 10 minutes left. And we quickly went over to the, um, to I still call it the People Mover. So we went over to the People Mover, which is like a sky train around Tomorrowland. It's a really nice view. You go through like a small part of Space Mountain and a small part of the Buzz Lightyear ride. Got a really nice view of the Tron ride, which had really great lights on it. 
So the Neutron ride that's not open yet, you can really see the tent, you can see the ride itself underneath of there. That was pretty cool, um, and that was a lot of fun on there. And then after that, it was time to go. So we made our way to the ferry boat to make our exit, which in the big scheme of things, we have been in much, much longer lines for the ferry boat. It was not that long of a line, I think because it was 11 o'clock and there were a lot of people who had already left after the fireworks show ended around 940. And then we made our way to the parking lot and that was about it. And it really wasn't that hot that day. So it was really a very nice day at Magic Kingdom, even though we broke it up. I used to not like to break the day up. I wanted to use our tickets from morning until night. But now that we go more frequently, it's just better for everyone to take that little break, especially in the heat. When we go in the fall or we go in the winter, we tend to stay longer because the, you know, the heat is not a factor. But we did enjoy our day and definitely didn't want to stress everyone out or make anybody sick the very first real day of our trip. So I thank you very much. If you have any questions or need further information, you can reach me at AmazingMomsPodcast at Yahoo.com. Thanks for listening.